And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Fairservice, and we are here talking about your Toronto Blue Jays. It's very exciting, somewhat at this stage, early stage, I should say, of the season, a somewhat puzzling bunch of ball players uh it's it is too early but it's never too early to worry if i know anything about baseball fans it is that it's never too early to worry but no worries we're back again as we said we're up to doing two episodes of spin rate per week and the midweek version means i have as my co-host former blue jays starter all-star cy young vote receiver ricky romero ricky thank you so much for joining me again here early in the morning for you but we're ready to go yeah, we're ready to roll, ready to talk a little Blue Jay baseball. Um, I'm sure there's some fans probably freaking out already, which they shouldn't. And I know um, we can say it's early in the season and all of that. But as we know, Drew, and, and it, it goes back to last year, every game does matter. And every game uh, in this division does matter for 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 the reasons why the, the Blue Jays missed the playoffs last season. So... I, I I see why why people are overreacting a bit on it, but you know what? Hey, at the end of the day, it's 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 a game of baseball, and it's there's going to be a lot of ups, a lot of downs throughout the season. It's going to be a lot of ups, going to be a lot of downs, and you know it takes a village. I think, especially when you look at a modern baseball team, the twenty five guys or twenty six or twenty eight guys that start with you on opening day won't necessarily be the guys there on June first, July first, September first, and then October first or 15th so there's lots of stuff lots of baseball yet to be played of course but there are it's always important to be able to kind of separate the fact from the fiction in the early stages of the year what's real what's pretend what's a what's a slump what's maybe a worrisome trend there's nobody better at separating fact from fiction on the blue jays beat than caitlin mcgrath who covers the blue jays for the athletic if you want to read everything that caitlin writes about this team then you want to make sure you go to theathletic.com slash spin rate and subscribe if you haven't already they will give you a tidy deal you can get everything caitlin writes you can get everything that everyone writes about all the teams you want to read what Lindsay adler writes about the reds about the yankees you want to read about what ken rosenthal is writing about andy mccullough everybody keith law talking prospects talking draft if that's your bag it's all there under one umbrella. So go let them know that we sent you. Get yourself a tidy discount and off you go. You want to get this show every week, twice a week, when we record and upload. You want to make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts and hit us with a like and a subscribe. If that's such a thing you can do on all those different places. Hit us with a review. But subscribe to the show so you get it as soon as it's ready. As soon as it's live and in the wild. So wherever you, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, all that stuff, go over there, subscribe to the show. If you subscribe to The Athletic, you can listen to us ad-free within the, uh, the app itself. But if you are tried and true, wherever you get your podcast, go over there. Make sure you hook us up because uh, we got, like I said, two episodes coming a week. One with me and Caitlin, one with me and Ricky, which is what we have here today. So 
There are lots of positives. We could, but let's maybe start with the negatives. The positives of the Blue Jays are pretty clear. The pitching staff, the bullpen in particular, has been terrific, right? You, you know, even even though the guy, the guy the last time you and I spoke, we were both kind of like, let's go, Julian Merriweather. We were kind of bigging him up. He's the guy maybe having a little bit of a, of a tougher time. Um, yeah. You know, there's some news about him pitching with a with a with a brace on his knee, but it won't mm-hmm. require uh, an IL stint but like so many of the not just you know uh, jimmy garcia uh, garcia who who they acquired in the offseason uh, david phelps who's come back ha- has been terrific jordan romano of course so lots of good stuff to, to talk about and we'll get there but first let's talk a little bit about the about the struggles and i think i don't think it's unfair to say the blue jays offense has struggled and sort of underperformed you know here we are 11 games into the season but i think we expected a little bit more from the blue jays offense than what we've seen so far yeah, no, I, uh, I, I definitely see that, and and we saw a little bit of the frustrations last night. Um, uh, I, I got to watch a, a bit of the game. I actually got a chance to spend a, a night at the ravine last night. Got to watch a little Dodger action at nighttime. No kids, so that was peaceful. But the 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 first few innings that I watched, I watched about six seven innings of the game on my way to the to the stadium. And you can just sense the, the frustration. Um, first and second, no outs. You got Raimel Tapia, a guy who comes from a National League team. You figured he's going to lay down a bunt, and then he strikes out. And and you just kind of see the the trickling effect, the snowball effect of, you know, the the, the guys trying to do a little bit too much and, and the frustrations from, uh, starting to kick in. And I'll tell you what, going to Fenway in April is no easy task. Uh, it's cold. Um, and, and I get it, uh, both teams have to deal with it, but, um, but yeah, you, you, you start seeing a bit of the frustrations of it and, and, and let's be honest, missing Teoscar Hernandez in that lineup hurts. It, it, it really does. It, it, he's a, he was, he's a major part of that lineup. And, um, you know, we talked a bit about Jansen's hot start and how quick he went down and, and just the difference that those two guys would make in the lineup, um, is, is, it can be night and day. So, um, but but again, I'm a guy that doesn't like making excuses. To me, it's the next guy up that has to get the job done, and the the, the Blue Jays that's that's what needs to happen. It's it's all right. We got to look at ourselves in the mirror, and 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 see what what it is that we need to accomplish and do. Um, again, can't go out there and try and score a hundred runs today and 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 expect everything to be good. It's 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 a process. Again, it's a long season, but it. The biggest thing right now with the short and spring training, it's it's the adjustment that these guys have to make, and 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 I'm confident that they will make those adjustments. And and I think the Blue Jays aren't alone in that. I think again, you were at Dodger Stadium last night. You watched the Dodgers lose to yeah. Atlanta. You know, you look up and down the Dodgers lineup, so they've got <laughs> a couple guys. You know, Mookie Betts is off to a, a really slow start. You yeah. know, Justin Turner's off to a slow start. Max Muncy's mm-hmm. off to a slow start. You know, they got they only had two hits. Last yeah. time, you know, it's nice to see Cody Bellinger kind of getting closer to being back and being the guy who, yeah. who won the MVP a couple of years ago. But, you know, the Dodgers and the Blue Jays, I think if you're a Blue Jays fan, you kind of want to be able to model yourself after, after the Dodgers. They do what you wish you could do, right? They yeah. have the depth. They bring these guys just one, you know, Will Smith, sort of even Matt Beattie, who they, of course, moved, moved on from. But, like, these guys just come out of the woodwork and they can all hit. They've all got, yeah. like, that Dodgers swing and, 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 but at the same time, there they are, kind of struggling to score runs yeah. uh, against Atlanta. So and you and not, you can't you can't blame the weather here. 
No, that's true. You can't blame the weather. Can't blame the weather. It was, it was maybe a little bit uh, rain. I, I don't know if it was last night, but that's like the oh well, it, it, you know, the three weeks that it rains in LA, everything, all, all, all bets are off, right? Nobody ever forgets how to drive, but like. But I think the biggest thing with the Blue Jays is, and, and you kind of you, you, you nailed it when when you talk about uh, Ramiel Tapia, which is you know, I know I bought bought not say bought the line, but you know when you look at the, the trade on on its face. You you like that he can bring a different dimension to the club, mm-hmm. right? You you like that he has a different uh, a different element to his game and and isn't like a right handed batter who who has a bit of swing and miss. He's really free swinging. You know he's got he does something different. He puts the ball in play as well as anybody in the league. But then in a situation where that's the number one thing he's got to do, he he can't do it. And it's especially frustrating when you're watching because he he does show bunt. He is there ready to bunt, yeah. and then and then the pitcher can't throw a strike. And then yeah. for whatever reason, the bunt signal goes off. You know, they, they turn take the bunt sign off. I don't know if that's, you know, okay, well, here's a, here's a chance to drive, to drive in a run, but it's, yeah, uh, I, it's, it's, it's frustrating. I was, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised too. Three, one, you, you take the bunt off and again, you're not facing no slouch in Nathan Ovaldi. He's, he's legit as they come. He's an ace mm-hmm. for a reason and, and he's going to come right at you. I don't think he was going to give it at any point in, in that at bat and, it, I I found it a little strange that they took the bunt off at on three and one, and obviously three and two, you just got to protect. Like you just got to protect. You have to. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like um, when you're in division and you're you're playing those games, every single run, every little single play does matter, and and you have to do whatever it takes to to get those runners in. And um, I wish we would have seen seen the the bunt sign down three uh when when Tapia was three and one. You know, I mean, far be it for me to ever like say that anybody's easy to square up. But like Evaldi's fastball, I've always known it to be straight, right? He's got a pretty straight fastball. He throws it hard. That was kind of, I think, maybe part of the knock on him in the early days of his career when he was sort of figuring out how the things work. So I'm like, well, if he's got if it's, if it's three one, you're in a fastball count. Guy's not maybe he's going to challenge, you know, without giving in, but still challenge. And he did throw, um, he did throw fastball three uh, one that that uh, that got fouled off. So. Uh, you know, get out there and, and bunt it. But I think that the, the, the issue is that you lose Hey Oscar Hernandez and you lose Danny Jansen. Okay, so you got next man up. We got we got depth. We got big league big big league caliber players. Uh, if you're the Blue Jays, you've got Tapio, who is who is again not not sort of the fifth outfielder guy who is floating around freely. You you made a, a concerted effort to bring this guy in. We like what he can do. This is a good match for us for our offense. Even Bradley Zimmer, right? Somebody you traded for, not, not someone who was sort of, you know, looking for a job this off season. And our boy, Zach Collins, baby, you got to give him some love. Oh my gosh, Zach (laughs) Collins. Oh my, like just (laughs) hitting everything, hitting everything. But I think that the, the challenge, like Zach Collins is some way, in some way saving the Blue Jays because right now, when you look at, when you look at, if you got Tapia in the lineup and then you've got Alejandro Kirk, man, Gosh, God love Alejandro Kirk, but every every day that he plays every day, it casts more doubt in his viability as a big league hitter. And 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 it's it's not that it's too early. You know, he, the things that he does well, he does well. He puts the ball in play. He's he knows the zone really well. But I'm really really starting to worry about his the power. Right, he doesn't seem like he has any power at this point. And God bless him, he broke, legged out two infield <laughs> singles last <laughs> night. But like, just not squaring the ball up, and he's not a good runner, as everybody knows. So he's, you know, everything is going to come off his bat. He's not going to run himself into some extra bases. So now you've got you got Tapia, 
you got Kirk, you got, um, you know, a bit of a, a, you know, a couple guys going through slumps in terms of Bo Bichette and whatever else. So now you got two plus holes in the lineup that really make it hard to score runs when you're not hitting the ball over the fence. Like the Blue Jays, you know, seem, in some ways it seems like they are, but in other ways it seems like they aren't, right? They definitely haven't come up with like the big home run when they needed. They scored a ton of runs against the Rangers, but it feels like they've sort of slowed down. And, and uh, producer Cam put some stats about just how badly the Blue Jays have struggled on the road yeah. um, um, so far. But again, not very few, you know, in, in a microscopic sample. But, you know, you're facing the Yankees and now you're facing the Red Sox teams yeah. that that know what they're doing and and all of these little things get magnified and 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 having those those guys they're just that those gaps in production in the lineup makes it really hard to score runs yeah yeah no and it, and it really does the the Yankees we know we know what they bring to the table the Red Sox we know they're going to come at you too again it's in division games that you're you got to go out there and win you you, you just have to and, and we we you're going to face these teams later in the year again in mm-hmm. September when it's, when it's the weather is like this again and all that stuff. Like um, this is what you have to go through. It's we, we, when I was playing, we used to call it the gauntlet. It was the gauntlet. Like here comes the gauntlet of the, of the schedule. And, and it was when, when we'd face these teams and um, it, it, trust me, I feel like you probably would agree with me, Drew. It almost seems like the target on the blue Jays is even bigger this season than it's ever been because of who they brought in the, 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 the hype behind the team. You see the power rankings they're in the top three and, and all this stuff. And so that targets a little bigger. So here you have the, 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 the mighty Red Sox of the past. And they're like, you know what, we're, we're, we're not going to let this team just come in here and, and, and we're going to hand it to them. No, we're going to come in and, and try and kick, kick their ass. And, 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 and again, same with the Yankees and stuff like that. They might not be clicking on all cylinders, but when, when the Jays, when they're playing the Jays, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a battle. It's going to be close games. And, and that's what we've seen early in the season. Again, it's early, but, but again, you, these are the games that you, that you, that you want to, that you want to win. And we mentioned a guy like, like Bo Bichette, is, is it time for a change with him? I don't think so. Uh, Bo's going to get his, he's, he was an, he's an all-star for a reason. And, and, and. And when you watch his at bats, I mean, he's at times he's putting up good at bats. He's sometimes just just getting beat. And and again, it, it's these guys are these guys are pros, and and they're 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 pros for a reason. And and to me, I I still think it, maybe if you want to mess around with it, maybe you bring him down in the lineup a little bit more. But I still think he's he's your number two hole. Um, I don't know if 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 you agree or disagree with me, Drew. Um, I just. It's it, it again. It's 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 such a small portion of at bats um, that he's gonna get hot. It's what I'm trying to say. He's gonna get hot. He's gonna go out there and, and, and he's gonna put up good abs eventually. We'll be right back with more spin rate. But first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Caitlin and I talked about this the other day, too, where you saw Bo on the weekend really trying to go up the middle a lot more. He hit three balls pretty hard right up the middle, and and I think that's a good sign. You know, Last year, especially when they were playing in Dunedin and then Buffalo, where you could see Bo really take advantage of that kind of like you know jet stream going out to right center field, where he's got so much power out there for, for anybody, let alone someone of his size and who plays his position. Um, and I think that's when he can be at his best. And, you know, you, sometimes you'll see Bo Bichette go up there with a – like a definite plan in mind, like I'm going to go the other way. They're going to try to throw, you know, kind of you know, go away from me and, and throw me soft stuff away. So I'm going to, I'm going to stay back. I'm going to drive it out that way and really take advantage. And I think that with Bichette, he has so much talent that there is no doubt that he's going to get hot. Just like Lourdes Gurriel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as Caitlin has said on this show many times before, the players will all tell you that they think that Lourdes Gurriel is the best hitter of the bunch, right? He can square anything up. But the con- my con- not concern, but the situation as we see it right now is two things. Number one, uh, they're two very free-swinging guys who, if their swings aren't kind of dialed in, if they're not seeing the ball as as a as a as a you know do when they're when they're hot, they are they are exploitable i guess as as hitters when they do have a bit of a, if their swing is getting a bit long if their approach just isn't dialed in as it needs to be those are gonna, guys are going to make a lot of outs and guriel you know has has kind of done that in in, in a way he, again not not off to a, to a great start so you get that you get as you mentioned the gauntlet and you look at the blue jay schedule coming up and you go you know there and it's it's boston and then new york and then the or boston then houston then then the new york and york, then houston yeah. and then boston and then new york like an <laughs> unbelievable stretch which again good teams with good pitching staffs that are going to go out of their way to not only exploit the holes in good hitters like bobachet and 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 uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. But they're going to go after the Santiago Espinals of the world. They're going to go after the Alejandro Kirks. They're going to be like, well, we know what we're going to, excuse me, get from George Springer. We know when Teoscar's back. Like, and then you know we see more and more people are being incredibly careful with Vlad uh, uh, Vlad Jr., who of course doesn't, who is has been so, who is so good about not expanding his zone. Had a bit of a tough. He got a bit of a tough zone last night in terms of what was being called for. For, for strikes, he got a couple that he thought were off the plate and kind of replay suggested that they were. So, the you know, I think I heard uh, Pat Tabler was talking about it on the broadcast the other night, like, like Espinal is getting pitched a lot tougher. And, yeah. and the guy, and the guy, and because that's the, uh, that's your opportunity. If you're, a, if you're mm-hmm. another good team who's trying to win games, who is game planning, you're like, well, we need to attack these few spots in the lineup because if we don't, we're going to have guys on base when, when, when Springer and Vlad come up and then we're in trouble. Yeah, and 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 you you brought up a good point about about Pat saying that about Santiago Espinal and 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 as as a former pitcher in in the big leagues, you 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 get your lineup card, you go over the scouting report, you know who the Vladis are, you know who the Bows are, you know who the Gurriels are, but the guy that you look down and say, this guy is going to be hunting a fastball first pitch, so let's make sure. We try and attack him differently. And you can see that they're trying to, they're starting to attack him differently. He's, 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 he's facing some tougher pitches and, and, and that's, that's what happens. And, and we said it earlier and I think we said it on our first episode, we said the bottom of the lineup has to get on base for the top of the lineup. And I feel like when you take that away from the blue Jays, that's where they, the struggles have come. Um, and uh, again, we we've seen what George has done at the top of the lineup. He's been beyond unbelievable. 
and Bo has obviously struggled. And then you get Vladdy, who's on a tear. But that that bottom of the lineup for the Blue Jays is really, really important. And, and if these guys are going to and it, it ain't going to get easier that once the scouting report is out, once the there's video on these guys and what they're trying to do and their plan. Now it's up to the Espinals and the Kirks of the world to make the adjustments because they ain't going to tee up any fastballs for them from here on out. Like, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, exactly. And, and and I think complicating that is, is Kevin Biggio. A, hasn't, didn't, isn't off to a great start with the bat, but also, yeah. you know, doing Kevin Biggio stuff, taking his walks. But he seems as though, given Espinal's strong defense, that, you know, last night, in some ways, you think that's got to be... Uh, that's got to be a Biggio start. Now, we everyone has discussed Biggio struggling against velocity, so maybe that's why they would choose to go Wait. with Espinal uh, against Ivaldi. But uh, but that's a, that's another guy that they could really use to to step up yeah. to to strengthen one of those spots in the order. And as I've discussed before, I love him in the nine spot. Get yeah. on base for Springer, and then you know, going back to what you said earlier, I still love Vlad in two. I, I think that whether when when Bichette is right or otherwise. I think I would go, you know, I would move Bichette yeah. back to third and, and give him more chances with, with uh, one uh, or two guys on base because, uh, you know, he's going to, he's, he's really capable of driving that ball. And Vladdy's a, a good and crazy ass base runner. So he's going to try to score from first on a double or score from anywhere yeah. with, with anything. God bless him. I love, I love a crazy <laughs> base runner. And Vladdy's no, yeah. Definitely and I, I, I do wonder, um, if, if Charlie's going to mess around with this lineup a little bit. Um, I was watching, uh, MLB network earlier this morning and, and talk, they were talking about the Philadelphia Phillies and how, how Joe Girardi's trying to figure out a lineup. He's had like all these different lineups because they're struggling really, really bad. And he's messing with Chorber at the top or real Muto at the leadoff spot and all these crazy things. So it's just finding these guys a way to get comfortable in the lineup and trying to see uh, better pitches. Um, again, it, whether you're hitting in front or behind Vladdy, I don't think <laughs> it's always going to be tough. You know, to be to be somebody that protects him, but you know, because if he's if Vladdy's hitting at the two mm-hmm. spot, they're probably going to pitch around him to get to Bichette. So, um, so yeah, again, Bo's going to get his. He's 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 going he's going to get his, and 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 we know what he's capable of and and what he does so well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just. They got they 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 got to stick to it. They, they and what I mean by that is they just got they got to they got to continue to go out there and grind at bats. Um, that there's a reason why the AL East is one of the toughest divisions in baseball, and and you're facing not one ace, but you're facing two three good pitchers per per uh, per series. So um, it's up to them to do their homework and 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 just study the game. Hey, how am I getting pitched, and why am I getting pitched this way? Okay, it's on me to make that adjustment. And they got, so when we're recording here on Wednesday, they got uh, Nick Pavetta on the hill, which I think, you know, uh, Nick Pavetta had a great season last year, but is off to a bit of a slow start again. Like what's he been out there twice? Uh, hard, hard to judge. But again, a, a guy I think about as a potentially a good matchup uh, for the Blue Jays, not someone who, who's, who misses a ton, a ton of bats and maybe is able to, uh, to get the, those really like high, you know, high swing, you know, good contact hitters that the Blue Jays have. Maybe they can turn some things around with some good contact against a guy who might who feels likely to be around the zone yeah and it's i've always wondered this drew (laughs) why is it so tough for the blue jays to win at fenway and i'm dating back to my years there too it was 
it's just like we always like had these close, close games and then we'd lose at the end. It's same, same with the Tampa Bay Rays. Like Tropicana was never, ever good to us, ever. And it just seems like it's always a bit of a struggle. And then we'd go to New York and we'd play them so well. And, and you see kind of the same trend here with this team, too. They go to New mm-hmm. York, they, they play them so well. But just something about Fenway Park all of a sudden. And, um, and for me, I, it's like the first time I stepped foot at Fenway Park, I was like, whoa, I like got caught up on the whole thing. Like, this is crazy. And this is Fenway Park. And this is this. This is that. And it's just after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck this place. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's just the way I was like, it's just I I was like, I, I, I don't like their locker room. It's 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 just different. It's small. It just doesn't feel like a big league clubhouse. And I don't care about the whole mystique about it. Um, is it neat? Yeah. Hell yeah. If you play for them, but there's a lot like about it that I feel like sometimes can get you caught up in that whole, like, you know, their crowd is so into it and they have such a great fan base. It's, it's cool to, to play there, but for some reason it always seems like Blue Jays teams go in there and struggle a bit. I wonder why too, because I mean, sometimes I think about if you, if you're the general manager of the Red Sox, you kind of want to build your team with this best, the best talent that you got available, but you know what the strengths of your club are going to should reflect the ballpark in a way, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, you know, you see Manny uh, crashing doubles off the Green Monster for 15 years and, and being able to kind of take advantage of the fact that the fence is so close there in left field, and you got you know, and then say David Ortiz who is you know, able to go go the opposite way and, and get his get some kind of cheap doubles maybe going the other way, but still take advantage of the fact fact that he can hit it out so far. And uh, I, I just think that it's it, it, it's odd because the Blue Jays don't have that, right? The Blue Jays field is symmetrical, so you just build the team and get the best guys you can. And, <laughs> but uh, but I wonder if there's just something about that about the way that the park is, is set up. I mean, again, last night you saw. Uh, a bit of the, you know, I, I don't know if it's quite like what it used to be with the zone, right? They just talk, you know, the fans are so close and then maybe the, the umpire would kind of, you know, I don't know, choke on your whistle is, is a basketball term, but sort of a, a similar idea, but yeah. like just sort of change the way they, they were and, and uh, the, the, the way they call. And the Jays definitely struggled with that last night against some, some tough calls late in the game as Hansel Robles pitched Vlad really, really carefully, made one mistake and then, and then that's it, right? That's, yeah. and e- even when you're the best hitter in the game, basically, you get one one pitch in an at bat that you can do with because you know those pitches that were called balls they were just off the plate but even if even if he swings at those what even Vlad can't do something without those yeah. like sl- uh, sliders that are just off the plate right at the bottom of the zone just really you know good stuff from from Robles and uh yeah long and, behind and, the plate kind of making them look like strikes but it's tough and 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 you know let, let, let's face it um <laughs> Vlad can't do everything for this lineup either some of the other no. guys are going to have to step up and, 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 and I know a lot of it and he puts a lot on himself to do, to, to carry this team, but this team's got to be carried by nine guys, it, not one guy, not two guys. It's got to be, everyone's got to do their part to chip in and, 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 and that's how you're going to win ball games. And it, I think sometimes, yeah, we, we watch out all we're in such amazement of what Vladdy is able to do at the plate and, and, and that you expect him to hit a home run every time he comes up. But it's just not going to happen. Um, and and again, uh, you tip your hat off to him and what he's able to do. But we're going to need the other guys to jump on board and 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 do the things to to be able to win these ball games. Again, Fenway is not an easy place. It, it really is. It, it isn't, and um, it's never been, and and it probably will never be. It, it gets tougher and tougher in September. I'm sure when if especially if they're in the 
in the race. Um, it's going to get tougher. It's it's going to be a, t- a tough place to come in and, and win. And, and, and that's just the way it's always been. I hate the right field. I hate their clubhouse. I just, ah, man. Yeah, that place always got the best of me for some reason. And they were running some deep, deep lineups when I was coming up in the, mm-hmm. the Droyos, the Eucalyptus, the Victor Martinez of the world. So, yeah, it's, 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 it, they, they've just lately, I mean, dating back to when I was there, it's like they've always been solid top to bottom. And the Blue Jays, of course, you know, uh, Bo Bichette, a lot of a lot of has been said about his defense. Uh, he made a really nice play earlier in the game, but of course, then made did make two throwing <laughs> errors yeah. later in the game. The one that came back to kind of haunt them, which, again, you could even look at look at that and think about like that ball kind of skipped up on Vlad. But the the dugout so close, the ball bounces right in automatic, you know, move him up to second base. And it just uh, those small mistakes that that. Last night, the Red Sox didn't, didn't make, and when you're not scoring runs, you can't really afford to get away with those. More spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions supply we talked about it off the top uh the bullpen uh, really up to the task you know it was great to see well before we get to the bullpen let's talk even about you say kikuchi uh Kona, you know lo- looking like the blue jays are sort of having their their impact on the way that he approaches the game there's a lot was talked about how much fa- how many fastballs he was throwing and went way over way more four seamers last night um you know kind of went away from his cutter and and looked uh, looked really good, you know. Walked a few guys, but then really came back. And uh, what a shot in the arm it could be for the rotation if they can get some good, consistent starts like this out of a guy like you say, Kukuchi. Drew, he throws ninety five plus from the left side. Like he needs to trust it. <laughs> I wish I threw ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven with my fastball consistently. And and I think sometimes, yeah, it's almost like he shies away from contact a little bit. And it's like, well, if you, a well-located fastball hitter will tell you a well-located fastball is tough to hit. And, and that's what Kikuchi's got to, got to, got to do. And if he goes out there and hits the spots and we saw flashes of it last night um, and what he's able to do again, it's, it's more for me. It's, it's, it's obviously jumping ahead, but it's the secondary pitches. It, it almost seems like he's struggling getting that slider over at times. And, 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 um, and when that happens, you, as a hitter, you, you they'll, they'll tell you if you're struggling with your off speed and you can't throw any of that stuff, we're going to sit heater. No matter how hard it is, it's going to be easier to hit because you just take the other two pitches out of the equation. So, again, you saw flashes of it yesterday, and it's very encouraging. I, I, I like what I saw. And, again, when you go in there and you put, you know, whether it's five, six, seven innings, five innings um, against the Boston Red Sox in Boston, that's always a good job. 
in 2022, pitching five innings at Fenway is like a complete game uh, in the old days at, at, at like Cleveland Municipal Stadium. Yeah. Uh, I really think that you could, you could see, especially as he settled down, just the value of being able to pitch off his fastball and then put that cutter in, you know, play it in a way that can be really effective. And, and a couple of them he did miss with, but he missed, in my mind, on the right side, right? He's trying to get inside on the righties with this cutter. And especially on a cold night like that, you know, it really make you wish that you were anywhere else but standing in the batter's box against a guy, a left-hander throwing 96. And he gets that cutter in, and, and, he's, and he's right, they're hitting him off their thumbs. And if he does miss, he misses inside. Such a better situation, obviously, than if he's, A, trying to throw it inside, misses over the plate, or is trying to, like, sneak it in, you know, that, that sort of back door yeah. or, away where there's just way more margin for error. But when he's throwing 96 and he's able to locate it to the outside and then he can move that cutter inside, it yeah. makes him a really, really, really effective. It makes anyone a, a really effective pitcher. And, and it was really encouraging to see him be able to do that and, and kind of get in a, in a good groove. Um, with the, keeping the Red Sox off balance and hitting a lot of ground balls. Again, the one that kind of ended up biting them in the end, but nothing was really hard hit. You know, early in the game, I think Devers hit a couple balls hard, but really, I think it's, you really got to be encouraged if you're a Blue Jays fan, seeing what he was able to do last night. Yeah. No. And again, you're going to be in for battles against these teams, against the Bostons of the world, the New Yorks, the, the Rays of the, you're just going to, you just got to prepare that. They're going to, those games are probably going to be more mentally tougher than they are physically. They really are, and and it's just it's just getting through them and and and, and coming out on top. And uh, I'm excited. I mean, this is what it's about. This is what you want to see. This is, these are the type of games that you want to see this team play. And um, um, hopefully, we see we see more games like this. I'm I mean I I'm a I'm a pitching guy, so I like seeing two to one games, one nothing games, and 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 stuff where it becomes cerebral and and you got to pitch guys smart and all that stuff. So both 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 sides of the dugout both dugouts have great lineups and and again uh, this this is what baseball is all about i agree i i think when you again i think back to that rolls at bat against uh against vlad jr where it's just like he had an obvious game plan and and i tweeted it before the game i'm like he's not going to throw anything near the strike zone if he does it's a mistake and he and he just did a good job again he got a couple calls but even even if you don't get those calls you're happy that's one of those pitches where if you miss three inches off the off the corner with your slider and their ump calls it the ball. That's when you see the catcher like point out of the, at the pitcher, like you did your job. And, yeah. and I think that this is a good idea, a good way to figure out what the blue Jays are made of too. Cause mm-hmm. again, even if it is only April, it's cold, it's miserable. You're playing a deep lineup. Every at bat counts every yeah. play, you know, that, yeah. that, that demand for concentration is high. So this is as good a training as could hope as you can hope for. And, and I, Maybe it's it's not fair of me, but I think back to the White Sox last year, right? The White Sox had a great lineup. They weathered mm-hmm. a lot of injuries, but their division was a joke. And like yeah. they didn't play a single game that meant a goddamn thing for basically <laughs> the whole year. And then they strolled into the playoffs and they got crushed. And hopefully these are the sort of these are the kind of games and, and facing again the like Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, Yankees, Red Sox that can really prepare a team for a, for a, uh, you know those important games come September yeah. and hopefully October too. Uh, one of this you, you put you mentioned this you wanted to shout out to give a shout out to Ross Stripling who um, is just such a valuable guy and, yeah. and and pitched really well against Oakland on the weekend and and again not a, not a guy who throws ninety six or ninety seven but uh, just a really smart cerebral pitcher and and a guy who's so valuable in his ability to kind of step in uh, uh, take those spot starts take those starts while Hyunjin Ryu is away. Uh, with, with an injury and then and then at the same time be able to be a swing guy in the bullpen just again this is the kind of thing that good teams have good have players like this perform well as a real just value add and really can push them up over the next level 
Yeah, no, and and yeah, I wanted to shout shout him out. Um, Ross, obviously, he's a veteran guy, and 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 you know what? The the best part about it is when you listen to his interviews, how he says, you know what, I'm I'm ready to do whatever this team asks me to do. Um, and that's coming from a guy who's there's there's no ego. I mean, obviously, I'm sure in a perfect world he'd like to have a set rotation spot and be one of the starters, but that's not the situation here. And obviously. We mentioned it in in the first episode. There's going to be injuries, and there's going to be guys that have to step up. Well, here here's here's this time to shine, and he goes out there against Oakland and gives good four shutout innings and and does this thing. and And it's it, these these innings for the Blue Jays are going to be very very important. And um, what better guy what better guy to handle it than him? Again, a veteran guy that knows his game, knows what he's got to do to to go out there and perform. And just the, the evolution from last season, right? You, you saw the adjustments he made and 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 how he bought in. And then we saw the diff, a different Ross Stripling. And, and and it's almost like he obviously carried it into this season. And and again, it, it's a veteran trusting his stuff. And and he's he's as important as the number one guy in this rotation. Um and, and they're gonna need for for him to to eat up some some innings while while reuse on the shelf. And um and obviously, you know, we saw a bit of the Ryu uh, stuff play out this weekend. And it's just, man, uh, I mean, if, if it's one thing that's to be concerned about, it, it it's obviously him, his velocity and, and, and just, you know, I don't know, Drew, like it almost seems like there's really nothing sharp coming out of his hand right now. And it's just it's just it almost seems like he's he's struggling. You can see the wheels spinning when you, when they zoom in the camera on him, you can see those wheels spinning, like, okay, here we go again. And, and next thing you know, like he came out that first inning and he's firing on all cylinders. You're like, okay, okay. This, this is, this is, this is, this might be the game. And then it's like the wheels just fall off, fall off quick. And, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I've been in that situation where, you know, those wheels start spinning a little bit and, and and he's searching he's searching and obviously he's not the Ryu that was throwing 93 94 so he really really has to hit his spots and when he doesn't we we see the end result do you think that <clears throat> there's a kind of a joke among baseball like guys who you know fans online they talk about not necessarily a phantom injury but it's like okay there's something wrong with with Ryu we don't know what it is so let's just put it put it chalk it up to like left arm soreness and, and throw him on the injured list like is is do you think a that he's hurt or b what kind of stuff do you think he's kind of working on or working through um while he is got these starts away well i've i've paid attention to him quite a bit um or just more this spring and 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 just watching him and i feel like there's just some disconnect and and again it's not my job to be a pitching coach or anything like that i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes but i feel like i know a little bit about pitching and it's almost like there's some disconnect from the rubber to the plate like it's just like he just everything kind of shifts forward um i don't know if our listeners will be able to understand what i'm saying but um it's it's almost to me it's almost like stay stay a little bit um over the rubber we used to call it and um i don't know if they still do with all these analytical uh <laughs> Uh, words that they use nowadays, but it's almost uh, stay over a little bit over the rubber and, and use your legs. And it almost seems like sometimes he works um, instead of working downhill, he works sideways. And I think that's why his stuff flans out. His changeup kind of floats, his slider floats, and there's no zip behind his fastball. Um, because we've seen uh, Ryu, you know, go out there and dominate. Um, he's He's been a Cy Young contender for a reason, but it almost seems like, yes, I understand age and all that. Um, he's getting a little older, but 
I almost feel like there's some kind of disconnect in that in in his delivery right now and maybe those that's the type of stuff that they're looking at and maybe that's the type of stuff that they're working on um whether he's hurt or not i don't know it was pretty interesting to hear charlie's comments after the game like i've never really heard charlie come out and 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 say like something like that about a pitcher and uh you know again it's uh ryu is a guy that that he's another veteran so he's searching for those answers and you have a guy in pete walker who's probably doing his homework too and trying to figure it out with him. And, and they're not going to leave him hanging. I know that for sure. So you just hope he figures it out because again, he is a guy that is, is important to this rotation. You, you need these guys. And, you know, we've seen what Alec Manoa has been able to do the start that he's been off to. It's unbelievable. And it's, and it's great to see that you need that. Um, now it's just, you know, the rest of the guys jumping on board and, and being able to make those adjustments. We saw a little bit with Kikuchi last night, Barrios had an encouraging start, and I'm looking forward to what we see out of him. Uh, uh, is it tonight? Yeah, he, he goes tonight, right? Barrios goes tonight here yeah. on Wednesday. That's right. Yeah, and 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 I'm and I want to see an improvement from last start. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to say what you do with Ryu at this point. Um, obviously, <laughs> there's a lot of money invested in him, so you, you you almost have to you know sit there and figure it out again. You there's a lot of tape watching. I'm sure he's sitting there watching tape, trying to maybe, you know, tinker his mechanics a little bit and, and, and you hope he makes those adjustments. I think the, the staying over the rubber, it's one of those, it seems like one of those ideas that analytics supports that sort of maybe more quote unquote old school, um, the way that we would describe things, but it's still the same which is I think the big thing they talk about now is extension, right? How far, how far down the, 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 the mound are you getting? And then w- with that comes like, what's your perceived velocity as well mm-hmm. as, you know, how efficient is, uh, how much are your pitches spinning? And, and you, that's one of the things they see. You're like, Oh, if somebody has a, a pitch with a really high spin rate, mm, let's, uh, let's see if we can find a, you know, find a way to use that more. What's, what's a way that we can help them to, to, to build on that, to enhance yeah. that, that pitch. And, and, and I think it's really interesting that for you to, to have observed that because yeah, what you wonder, is he hurt? Is he not, you know, is he hurt in his, in his lower body? And, yeah. and you know, better than anybody how how tough it can be when you're when your lower body is not agreeing and your lower body doesn't let you do the things that you need to do and mm-hmm. you know the other you know an example like Roy Halladay right who who when is at the end of his career when his back just uh, and it was just it was just gone right the yeah. no zip no you can't get down the mat you can't get down the rubber and try as hard as you want and again you know you you can speak to it better than anyone nobody worked harder than 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 Roy, but when when is when it was done, it was done. It was and there done, was just yeah. no way to, to be the guy that he needed to be because because when you're if you're just winging it all arm or you're you're not getting that kind of extension, you're not getting that that really positive that high spin rate. You're throwing cement mixers up there, and guys are just waiting for their chance to kill him. Yeah, and 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 you know he's done Ryu for example. Or, you know you bring up Doc too, but they they. They've done it. They did it for they've done or Ryu has done it for a long time his way, you know. But at mm-hmm. at one point, it's like okay, maybe it's time to make the adjustment. You uh, we brought up Ross Stripling, a guy who's pitched has pitched in the big leagues for a long time, and uh, just last year he figured something out and and completely changed it. Well, sometimes you just have to do that as a ball player, you know, and mm-hmm. and and be like, all right, I'm going to put my ego aside. I've done it for this long. Now I got to maybe shift to something different. Again, he's not an overpowering guy. Uh, Ryu is not an overpowering guy. He's not a guy that's going to blow your tires away, but, but um, there's a way to create deception. 
and and that's where he needs to figure out right now. Yeah, much as him with anything, it's that command. If he doesn't have mm-hmm. his command, which again you talked about his changeup being flat, and then mm-hmm. so often it seems like again pitches left over the middle of the plate, which I think is something that plagued Kikuchi, for example, in the second half last year as well as sort of get in his own head with the with his pitch mix. But uh, it's uh, it's really interesting to think about. Yeah, that the idea of you know are you going to kind of come in and, and be part of 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 the the, the the group and you know a guy like Ryu has had such such success but you know the Blue Jays with with Matt Bushman and Pete Walker and all the analytics guys they have a great track record of yeah of of being able to get guys right but but one of the things and I think we've talked about it and Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins have mentioned it it's like you can you can see a guy and be like we he has got a really high spin curveball but he doesn't throw it or I bet you if he moved on the rubber or did this he would throw it way better but to your point you got they got to be they got to be willing to do it Right, they've got to be willing to try something a little bit different, and they've got to be willing to kind of take that coaching. Which, not to say that we don't know, I don't know if, if Hyunjin Ryu is there. I mean, they, it's it's nice to see. I think at the same time, it's all about that balance, right? Like let Hyunjin Ryu do do what Ryu does, and there were great <clears throat> stories about Justin Verlander when he first got traded to Houston, and 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 uh, it was Kevin Goldstein, of course, uh, worked worked for the Astros and then went to Fangraphs. Now over where I believe think with the Twins, but he talked about. They were all like, well, it's Justin Verlander. What the fuck are we going to say to him? Right. <laughs> and then he came in and was like, what do you got? And he, he was super open to it and was like, what have you got? What can you show me? And, and, and how can I be better? And they were like, and well, look at him. He still, yeah. he looks like a, like he did his, when he first broke into the league, no velocity loss. He's going out there and he's, <laughs> the he's same old, yeah, the same old Justin Verlander uh, that we're used to seeing. And, 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 and I, I, I like that you brought that up again. It, the older you get, it's almost like you have to create some more savviness. It's when you're 22, 23 years old, that ball's coming out of your hand and you're like, "Woo, I could do this for the next 10 years. And then you realize by 10th, the 10th year, you're like, man, my body's not moving the same. So what adjustments am I, do I have to make? And, you know, you tip your hat off to the, to the Verlanders of the world, the, the Scherzers of the world, the guys that are able to do it every fifth day and, and, and do it at a consistent basis. And I mean, it's just, it speaks volumes of what they're, they're, what they're, what they how they prepare and how they go about their business. Even AJ Burnett is a guy that I think of too, where in the mm-hmm. early days, you know, I think it was in that Buzz Bissinger book, he talked about, he was just like trying to throw the ball through the backstop and just was looking to embarrass people and, and had the kind of a reputation when he came out of the Marlins. But then you look at the career that he had and the way that with, the, at the end of his career with the pirates, they were like, they wanted to have him around as a veteran who can work with the young pitchers and like show them how to, how to get it done and how to like get paid and like be a, be a good be a good big leaguer. And it's like, you know, everybody, everybody has their kind of journey through the big leagues. And, and I, I want to ask you, cause Ross Stripling was a lot was made because he made a big change, like between starts, like on his bullpen mm-hmm. day. And is yeah. that something that you did? Did you, did you mess around a lot in, on your bullpen days or were you kind of like just focused on doing your work or, or, or how much, how much of a tinkerer were you when, when you were, you know, in between starts and stuff? Well, let me tell you in 2011, not very much tinkering because it's just like, I just, I, I felt sharp. Right. I felt sharp every single outing. Like I knew in my mind that I was going to go out there and throw a complete game every single time. That's mm-hmm. just the way 2011 went for me. And in between bullpens, I remember Pat Hankin, who was our bullpen coach at the time. And uh, Bruce Walton was our pitching coach. And they would both look at me and say, hey, you can pitch in a game today, right? I'm like, dude, I feel so good. Mm-hmm. I, I felt so good in my bullpen days that it was like 10, 15 pitches and I was out of there. Now, you uh, fast forward to 2012, and that's where it kind of the 
tinkering kind of began. All right, what is it that I need to do? What am I doing? Um, mm-hmm. I'm in the video room and, and, and we were all trying to figure it out. And obviously things didn't work out for me, um, the way I wanted them to, but, um, but yeah, there, there's, there's times when, when you're struggling. Yeah. I mean, when it's going good and, and stuff like that, you kind of want to be left alone. Um, you still find little things here and there that you can do better. Uh, again, for me, the, the biggest thing was always staying over the rubber, working downhill instead of working side to side. When I got to side to side, that's when I got in trouble. And, and my stuff got flat. And that's what I see with Ryu. It's almost like he's working a little bit side to side. The changeup kind of gets away from him. The slider kind of gets away from him. And that fastball just gets flat. When he's downhill, it almost seems like that 91 looks like 95. And he's 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 dotting those corners up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and it, it just all depends on, on the struggles. But we've seen the struggles from Ryu last year. So you figured there'd be some kind of adjustment, right? I mean, you just would figure there's some kind of change or something like that. Um, again, it all depends on the player and the pitcher, it, it, the, whether it's a hitter or a pitcher. Like, if, do, do they want to make these those adjustments or do, do they feel comfortable making those adjustments? Because it's not an easy thing when you've done it for such a long time to just say, hey, I'm going to change something. Yeah. But, but you know, again, uh, I'm sure they're, everyone's in the lab right now working mm-hmm. hard and trying to figure this thing out. And I hope they do. Again, Ryu is a big part of this team. And um, he was he was signed to this team for a reason. And, and we all know what he can do when when he's not even at his best, when he's just good, we know what he can do and he can give you quality innings. So you hope he does figure it out. I always think back to that. There's a start he had at Yankee stadium last year where he had been struggling and it was like, Oh boy, here we go. You know, he's going in there to face the Yankees, all the right-handed power. And he pitched so well. And it was just like one cutter after another. It was like a really mm-hmm. different, almost like an old school um, uh, start from Ryu where he just sort of went and he was like, I know I can command this pitch and I'm going to get it in on all these big righties and they're not going to be able to, to, to extend and they're going to struggle. And he pitched so well. And that was yeah. in a lot of ways, like the the last good start of him, of his, uh, that season. So, you know, you know, it's in there, right. And you yeah. know, he, he can figure out the ways to gut it through and, and a guy who's, who's been through injury a lot before, you know, Hyunjin Ryu. So you just, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you can only hope that he's going to be able to sort of emerge from this and sort of figure some things out. And and like you said, maybe work on, on getting downhill and, and really getting that that plane on back on his fastball. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the key right there, just getting downhill. And 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 when he does that, I mean, he's re, the Ryu we're accustomed to seeing and the Ryu that the Toronto Blue Jays signed. Um, again, Let's not let let's 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 not jump the gun quick on him and, and try and <laughs> I, I see a lot of comments on social media. Let's get rid of him and trade him. And I'm like, well, you ain't getting anything for him right now. So let's get him right and mm-hmm. and and hope that he's he he becomes a big part of this rotation and a guy that's reliable. That's what the the Blue Jays need. Um, I think the biggest thing coming in was where we were so excited about their rotation one through five, you know, and uh and right now it's almost like that's probably been been the talk of the of the season so far, like how how much the or the struggles that they've they've kind of been going through. But again, these these guys are going to hit their stride. I, I really believe um, that that they're going to, and it's going to be pretty fun when you see the the offense clicking and the pitching clicking, and you're going to see how this team kind of uh, looks at that point. Yeah, really looking forward to um, Jose Barrios hopefully bouncing back and again building off of of the the better outing he had last time and obviously the the more the further that you can leave that that rough opening day in the rear view mirror the better the better everybody will feel i think i think the blue jays um 
you know, the rotation has not not been uh, what we expect here in the early days. But at the same time, they're well. I mean, the ERA is is gaudy, but uh, I don't think that's a reflection of like how they are actually it, pitching and especially not what they're capable of. I think I, we have it on here on the list, but I don't think we'll we'll get into it today. Let's let, let's get let another start under our belts. But because we talked about Kevin Gossman and how good he looks. And Kevin Cosman, yes, okay, he throws a splitter, split change, whatever. People, oh my gosh, that day on 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 Twitter, they wouldn't leave us alone. I'm like, <laughs> we're having a bit of fun, and these people are like, no, it's a splitter. <laughs> no, but, yeah, and hey, it can be a lot worse, though, Drew. You can be tied up to a 324 million dollar contract right now, and it, it could always be worse. We saw <laughs> we're seeing it with Garrett Cole struggling a little bit, and yeah. Again, it could always always be worse. Blue Jay fans, where they're still in a in a good spot right now. And again, these guys are going to hit their stride. There, the yesterday on, on Tuesday night was the ultimate. I don't know. How, I follow a lot of Yankees fans. I got a lot of good Yankees fans I follow. But even now, <laughs> everyone losing their mind, like losing their mind. The Yankees won. They won the game, but people are just beside themselves with in, in horror at the current state of the disgrace, <laughs> like in their own words, like the disgraceful Yankees. What is Hank doing? Fire Cashman. Like if I'm a Blue Jays fan, please do do fire Brian Cashman. The guy has his record speaks for itself. They haven't won the World Series since 2009, but like the the they do the most interesting things. They've always they're always making the most of. So it seems like the least that they, I, I don't know. I, I think Cashman's a great GM. And, and if the, if I'm a Blue Jays fan, yeah, absolutely get him out of there. Let somebody <laughs> else try to figure out that mess because, uh, <laughs> but anyway, speaking of going downhill, we're, we don't want this show to go downhill. I think it's, we're ending on a high note. Lots to look forward to, uh, again, as the Blue Jays run through this gauntlet section of the season. Uh, Ricky, thank you so much. As Ricky, always. Thank you. For joining me. Always, always great always to talk baseball. Always great to talk pitching, change-ups. And, uh, and guys that can hit, and also Zach Collins, who is the greatest player that the Blue Jays have ever acquired. Uh, easily the best trade ever made by Ross Atkins, Brian Cashman. Anybody. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> take a bow, take a bow, Ross Atkins. Zach Collins is the truth. But that said, what a, what a, what, he's exactly the kind of hitter that they need, right? He just was, he stands out as just, just for the fact that he hits left-handed and hits ball over yeah. the fence. Like, hey, keep, keep doing it. Keep yeah. doing it because it's 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 big. It plays big in this lineup, and it, and if he does that, hey, I'm sure he's going to be a guy that's pitched differently from here on out too, Drew. I mean, yeah. they're going to start they're going to start looking at tape and be like, okay, what we can't keep letting this guy, uh, you know, we can't keep just pitching to this guy and 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 see what happens. No, it's it's going to come a point where they're going to make the pitchers are going to make adjustments, opposing teams are going to make adjustments, and you'll be. I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments Zach Collins will make to to. To those adjustments again, first round pick, not 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 just uh, you know some some guy who's who's flashed out of the, out of the pan or come out of nowhere. So you know the the pedigree is there, and, and if this is if yeah. if if just being in Toronto and having this opportunity to, to hit at the big league level is what he needed, could be great. Again, it's only mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's free money, but like just has the opportunity to be a real upgrade and a real bonus for the Blue Jays. Probably one hundred percent counting on one hundred percent. Well, so as I said, thank you so much, Ricky. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Enjoy these very stressful and uh, and and meaningful April baseball games because uh, Teoscar Hernandez on the mend. Blue Jays are going to be fine. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here, other than all the things that we've already <laughs> talked about. Is things to be worried about. His name is Ricky. My name is Drew. We'll talk to you next time on Spin Red.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.